Hi, welcome to Policy Pod by LDA. My name is Matt Goche and I am your host. This podcast aims to break down common trends, problems, and concepts in the life insurance industry. And we wanted to create a place where we could talk openly about the things that confuse clients and advisors alike. This episode, we are joined by some very special guests. Kathy Hiscott, president of PPI, Charlie Conron, co-founder and president of Life Design Analysis, and Barry Crowther, CEO of Life Design Analysis. Before we get to the conversation with Kathy, Charlie, and Barry, I just have a couple words from PPI. PPI knows that advisors require best in-class digital tools to address client needs across all markets, wherever you are and however you choose to work. PPI Stratosphere is an ecosystem of leading-edge, proprietary, and third-party sales tools like Amplify, which is powered by LDA, Cap Intel, PPI Toolkit Direct, and more, specifically curated and interconnected to help your insurance practice ascend to new heights. Launch your practice into the Stratosphere with PPI. Welcome. Kathy, it's great to have you here alongside Kathy Hiscott, president of PPI. We're also joined today by Charlie Conron, president and co-founder of LDA, and Barry Crowther, CEO of LDA. So to start, Kathy, let's talk about your background in the life insurance industry, and then more recently now is your role and president of PPI. Great. Well, you're going to date me this way because I started in April of 1991 as an advisor and uh, built a book of business and then took different leadership roles with MetLife back in the day. Uh, They were then um, uh, purchased by Clerica, which of course now is part of Sun Life. I've spent my career mostly in different senior leadership roles from running wholesaling, mutual fund dealership, sales, distribution, compliance, all aspects of the business. Um, I've been at PPI now for just over two years, and uh, I've been privileged with the opportunity to lead the organization moving forward with the day-to-day operations with my senior leadership team. Now, as your career has evolved, especially now with your leadership position at PPI, How has the role of MGAs changed and transformed in the industry, and how has digital transformation aided in that evolution? Yeah, there's been significant change over the years with respect to MGA consolidation. Um, A lot of uh, smaller MGAs have been acquired by the larger ones, and that continues. Um, We also see uh, the change with uh, manufacturers owning MGAs. Um, of the big four major MGAs, three of them are now owned by manufacturers. Uh, there's a lot of benefits to that. You can certainly have economies of scale. You have an opportunity for um, you know investing and growth within the MGA. Uh, so you know specific to PPI, where we see um, things moving forward is you know, cybersecurity is the day of the you know the word of the day. I never thought when I started as an advisor in 1991 that a majority of my day would be taken up with what's the potential cybersecurity threat. Um, how are we going to be able to integrate technologies to be able to lead uh, or lead our advisors with um, seamless integration of all the different tools? Things have become more complicated, and our job has really become to sim- uh, has become more and more to simplify things for advisors. I think we'll continue to see um, consolidation, uh, and in part, it's becoming very very expensive. 
uh, for MGAs to run the compliance departments that they need with the regulatory pressures from all of the different councils or uh, uh, different organizations. I think we'll see um, the opportunity of, of MGAs still coming together uh, because of succession opportunities, transference of books of business, and just in the wealth industry itself. You've really um, invested heavily in building that digital transformation team. Mm-hmm. Can you describe that a little bit and, and why you're making that, that investment? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I guess I still at heart am, am very much a, an advisor. And maybe taking time to learn something new or having an eye for detail is secondary. And for a lot of advisors, they want to adapt or adopt technologies into their businesses. But there's a bit of a fear of what what if I make a mistake or what do I get or how do I learn how to use it? So we decided about uh, two years ago that it's one thing to start investing in the technology, in the tools, but we also need the people to help our advisors use the tools, learn how to bring them into their business so that they can enjoy some efficiencies. We have a team of six digital sales enablement specialists across Canada, and they're aligned to advisors to help them use such things as Amplify, um, the different tools within our stratosphere, whether it's Cap and Tell, Cascades, Razor Plan, um, as I mentioned, Amplify, which is powered by life design analysis. Uh, we find that the advisors will will really try to use the tools because they've got somebody there guiding them. We have tour guides basically to help advisors learn how to use technology. Yeah, that's a great analogy, Kathy. Oftentimes we find there's a disconnect between the advisors and digital tools. And uh, like we say, like you can give a man a hammer, but that doesn't necessarily mean they can build a house. So it's refreshing to see you, you know, putting time and investing time and money from a distribution position to make sure that your advisors are put in a place where they can actually succeed. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of us focus on the tool, to your point, right? If I don't know how to use a hammer, I could have the best hammer in the world and I'm not going to use it effectively. And we believe that it's people that truly do make the difference. And so we would much rather invest in people that are experts in how to practically use the tools, not just a user's guide, but how do I use this so I help my client? And how do I use this so I'm more efficient with my time? You know, we've seen a lot of transformation and obviously you've seen LDA transform, but Charlie was telling me earlier that you were one of the first to see LDA back when it was just an Excel macro. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I do every now and then I, I do joke and I say, I think I've known Charlie since he was a baby, but I, I really have known LDA from its first spreadsheet. And, uh, and I think Mike Canine introduced uh, us originally, Larry, and it's got Mike to show him the, the software we had made. And I sat right. down with you in your office and presented an Excel yeah. macro. It's an amazing, you know, how far we've come as opposed to in 10 years evolving the software. But again, the core concept remains the same to help advisors communicate solutions to their clients. Yeah, and you know, I think the big part is your willingness to partner. Um, you know, you're nimble you're willing to look at what our customization needs work. Um, you know, PPI has always been an innovator in technology. You're aware of our multi-carrier calculators and our different toolkit. And so finding a partner like you guys where we can say, hey, you know, we like this part of Amplify, powered by LDA, but we need to we need to customize it to the PPI flavor, which not a lot of companies can do that. Yeah. And it's not just simple branding. 
oh no, no, no. So it's taking the whole the whole you know financial model behind it, which uh, yeah, which is really interesting and powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Let's break that out a little bit more. Um, when PPI was deciding to move from the pen and paper to a digitally transformed environment, what were the challenges that you had to overcome when you were designing Stratosphere? You're bringing in the tools, finding the partners that would help allow you um, and allow your advisors to succeed. Geez, do you have about five hours? You know, I'm not sure that it was was that uh, was that simple, but it was that complex. Well, first, when you're looking at partners, there is the security aspect and the ownership of data. And that was very important to us that, you know, we could ensure that uh, the data that our advisors are entrusting to us is kept in a secure state. So that's actually the first step that we do before we'll even enter into an agreement or any sort of um, statement of work is we go through a complete security review. And through that, we've had other uh, uh, potential partners that just haven't met the level that we require. Um, so that's great. So now you find the tool and then that's the, okay, we have to get our resources working together. And, you know, um, LDA brought really uh, unique tools perspective. And our team at PPI had some different perspectives on how we wanted to build things. So in any partnership, there's the initial challenge of how do we all get together, get on the same page, and then build things that are effective for both of us, which didn't take too long. That certainly isn't a, a big challenge, but it's still something you have to think about. And then as we've looked at it, we said, okay, well, we want all of our tools talking to each other because the biggest frustration for an advisor, or one of, is I'm gonna enter the same stuff three different times, five different times, like make it easy for me. And so, you know, that's still a challenge that we're overcoming, but we've been able to integrate our insurance needs analysis tool where we have been able to have the communication going between Amplify and um, our INA insurance needs analysis. Um, we want to build out a number of our toolkit um, value offerings within Amplify. So again, if I enter the information once, my client is in there and then I'm able to have it transfer through whatever toolkit tool I want to use. Um, the other challenge is, you know, we all have a mindset. And um, even though, even when there's good change, it's tough sometimes to get our mindset to shift from, well, we've always built it this way, or we've always done this. And sometimes just getting people to open up and go, maybe there's a better way. What is it? We can build a better mousetrap. <laughs> um, then then that's what we've been really working at overcoming it. One of the mousetraps we heavily invested in is, is bringing all the enforced data from a lot of carriers down or together, mm -hmm. conforming the data, making it visible, making it useful for for advisors running automation on, yeah. on those Can you talk a little bit about how that's helped your business absolutely um you know when we first started looking at amplifying and of course i knew it from previous lives and how an individual advisor can use it but to enter into an enterprise agreement what was most important to us was when we put an advisor on that qualifies to have access to amplify uh, no cost to them, um, it's our investment. So when an advisor qualifies, we want them to open up their Amplify on the Monday morning and all of their policies are in there. Now, caveat that they we have all their codes and we've been able to have the download 
uh, downloads from all the different carriers that that advisor does business with. That's the biggest wow factor for our advisors because they can open it up with a digital sales enablement specialist. We have onboarding, we have different sessions and training that their books of business are there. Is anything perfect? No, nothing's perfect. But when we identify if there's a piece of business missing, we get it fixed within days. It's not weeks and years. Um, the carriers, you know, they've been great partners with us. We've had to go to many of them because this was new for a, a full book transfer from a company for all of our business. And you know, our carriers have been just phenomenal. I, I think maybe there's the odd carrier that just hasn't been able to provide that. But 99.8% of our business, I'd say, is in Amplify. Yeah, we had a lot of conversation go from that's not possible to we'll consult and we have something available to you. But yeah, I think that brings up the you know the power and the scale of what a modern MGA could do. If you know, as you say, when they bring the technology, when they bring the people, but also the scale of, you know, the process to bring this together with the insurance carriers. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you're right, process, right? Once you have a repeatable, scalable process and it's worked with one carrier and then the next carrier and However, you guys make those little things work in the background to be able to read all the data and make it consumable, usable, and useful for an advisor. I, I wouldn't even pretend to try to figure that out. But an extension of it was we, like many organizations, have a number of unassigned policies. They're referred to in the industry as orphan. We don't like that word. Orphan isn't very nice. So we refer to policy holders that aren't assigned to an active advisor as unassigned policyholders. And we worked with you on uh, on getting all of our unassigned policies, working with all the carriers to get house codes set up. And the extension of our digital sales enablement team, you know, like Canadians need to know that you've got a term conversion coming up or you've got something about to expire. And if they don't have an advisor reaching out to them, we feel that we should make sure it happens. So we have a team that are now set up that all of our unassigned policies that could be put in the system uh, are in the system. And we mine those policies for opportunities. Now, we don't want to compete with our advisors. We don't believe that we're in the advice business, meaning the MGA. So we find advisors. We have some that have said, you know what? I'd like to participate in this program. So when we identify opportunities, we have qualified, experienced, professional advisors whom we uh, transfer the, um, the policy to with permission from the client. Client says, yeah, that's okay. I don't mind meeting Kathy. And uh, the advisor then has a full file to go out and meet with the client and help solve any uh, insurance uh, you know, solutions or gaps that they may have. Um, we really just started that. That's taken us, I think, about a year like it's got a, it's a big industry issue but this is the you know the technology power you need that kind of scale to serve this middle market we often hear about this from various different national accounts some are focused on the ultra high net worth and so you know clients who fall in that mid-range don't get servicing and that's where we're seeing a lot of this kind of technology fill in the gaps and improve that process uh reduce the human intervention that's needed right we could scale up a million presentations if we need yeah as long as we have the raw data to to feed the action well and that's just it you know as i think many people are aware i mean ppi is a leader in the high net worth ultra high net worth um market with our advisory teams our tax our underwriters our advanced under case underwriting our legal experts um our actuarial team 
And we've got this whole really unique group within PPI. But where we did see the gap is exactly as you said, Charlie, you know, the underserved market in Canada is the average family. And if we can generate leads through the lead generation, like we've done, where anybody who has Amplify also gets the lead gen, and many of them are, uh, are you know, they say they go to bed at night, they wake up in the morning, and it's helping them make money, or at least the potential to make money. We always like thinking, make money while you sleep. I like that. That's good. It's true, right? You know, again, our digital sales enablement specialists, like they work with the advisor. Our, our um, business development teams sit down with the advisors that are on Amplify and they coach them on, look, you've got these opportunities to serve your client even more efficiently. And the fact that they can track it by sending out, um, sending out a case to the client be able to track, be able to see that the client's opened it or the prospect or potential client, um, being able to follow up, like, that's just beautiful. Like, I need that kind of stuff. Clearly, the process in which we sell insurance has changed over the last 10 years since we saw each other, you know, presenting a macro to something web-based that, uh, again, feeds all these, you know, quotes, enforce. Yeah. Um, really is an ontology of all your toolkits that brings everything together. Yeah. How do you see things going forward in the future and that valuing proposition of an NGHA, right? You know, in historically we've seen, you know, tax department case some work, but with all these new technologies, even things like your digital team is a unique evolution of that value proposition. What do you see going forward? Wow. Well, I think COVID helped change it for the better. Um, I believe insurance carriers are going to um, maybe get around the table a little bit more together to try to figure out how can we have some consistent uh, ways of getting data so that it's easier for the advisor. As an MGA, I think our investment, think it, I know our investment is going to be in not only the tools, but the people. Um, I think that, you know, the traditional um, coach of, you know, help me make a sale or help me build my business is there, but the functionalized roles and the specialist roles. So we view the tax legal um, experts, that's one resource, but we believe the digital sales resources are, it's, it's not one or the other. Yeah, an ontology, right? We can have a heart, which we need. Right. But if we don't have our brain controlling it or our liver you know, yeah. processing the junk, we don't work as a system. I agree. And, and, how, and how do you take all this rich information and make it presentable to a consumer who's not a tax expert, yeah. who's not a legal expert? Um, yeah. how, you know, how, do you, how do you show them yeah. solution offerings, opportunities that, that, that they, they may be interested in? Yeah. You know, it's funny, a number of years ago, Limra had a study where they had a group of people, you know, they did one of their focus groups and it was about um, uh, the buying experience of life insurance, specifically life insurance. And uh, seven out of 10 people said they were more confused after meeting with the insurance advisor than before. And, and and it's true. I mean, if you think about it, it reams of spreadsheets. And Is that up from 10 out of 10? That's up from 10 out of 10, yeah. You know, again, I mean, of course, there's a market with all of the detail and the spreadsheets and the complexity. Of course, in the complex advanced insurance market, makes sense. But in the, in the broad market or the mass market, 
the average Canadian needs to understand how is this solving my problem? And we need to leave the jargon out of it. And that's where I've seen the presentations that, you know, we built some with you as well. Like yeah. we saw an opportunity where, you know, we wanted to have our own customized presentation for term conversions and term rewrites. Um, we want to get rid of the jargon for the average Canadian and just be able to show them, you have a problem, we have a solution, and here's how we can help you, uh, you know, cover the gap or fix the problem. And here's several options mm. for to, to address the solution or... Yeah. You know what, Barry, thank you for saying that. I really look at that as compliance proofing your practice. We've obviously seen a few in the news uh, lately getting in trouble for presenting a singular product to every single customer. Correct. Uh, you know, we often joke that, you know, if they only had, not that we, this particular account, they don't use our software, but if they did, a simple recipe, again, less work that yep. would have actually solved their issue and given the MGA visibility over not only what carriers are being quoted, what products are we seeing a diverse set or yeah. are we seeing selection against? You know, yeah, like, you know, from an MGA perspective and from an advisor perspective that if I'm meeting with a prospective client or an existing client, uh, you know, behavioral economics show when you give three options, you let the person make the choice, they feel the ownership of making that decision and you become again and I, I reference the travel industry, but you can think about it. Like you can go online and buy a plane ticket, no advice, nothing. Just go directly to X airline and get a plane ticket. Or you can go through something like an Expedia and you can get the whole package and at least you can ask some questions with the chat bot. Or you can go to a travel agent and the travel agent can do everything for you. Or you can go that much further and go to a tour guide, pull book, plan and guide you along the way. And I believe that we have to be more like a tour guide than even just a travel agent or a, an online. Because we are seeing online sales. I think there's a bit, there's a market direct to consumer. I agree with it. But the majority of Canadians need some advice. Yeah, I always say advice doesn't cost any extra either. You act it's a cheaper, more affordable, I shouldn't say cheaper. It's a more affordable product because of more robust underwriting. Absolutely. And one of the big challenges, I think, in selling life insurance is kind of the inertia of, of clients where they they get confused by it, so they end up doing nothing. Um, so I think you're right, yeah. presenting, you know, putting it in context of understanding what the client's needs are and then offering solutions is definitely the right way to go. Well, I think the interactive approach to that too, like what we find is, you know, you can go in and do a very simple needs analysis. And we know from a regulatory perspective, still one of the biggest challenges is suitability out of the sale and not completing a needs analysis. And a needs analysis does not have to be 500 pages. So the simplified needs analysis, again, average market, I'm not talking high net worth or ultra high net worth, but the average client, just to be able to look at what are your debts? What are your obligations? You know, if, 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 you, if you were gone yesterday, what's happening to your family or your loved ones today? And and just demonstrating options and making it easy for them. That's that's where we need to go. And with non-face-to-face -face now, it's that much easier with the carriers. And we've seen a lot of change in the industry. Companies like Emma Insurance, for example, who want to come in and jump into the term market, trying to be that Geico, so to speak, of life insurance, you know, offering cheap rates. But 
the more that we talk to advisors and the more we talk to people in the industry, the more I'm realizing that like, obviously life insurance isn't just about money. It's not about mortgage replacement or income replacement, but it's about having the trust that your advisor knows what's right and what's right for you. And I, I, that's what we're talking about, right? Like we see advisors taking that ownership and stepping into that role on their own saying, I want to be that trusted advisor. I want to be that partner in the journey with you. So uh, seeing at PPI, you're pushing that to scale now and saying that all of our advisors are to be trusted, that everyone here is a partner and that everyone's going to be doing ultimately what's best for the consumer and everyone working towards the same goal. You know, our, our view is that, um, uh, and our promise to advisors is that we'll build trusting relationships with them and we're here to help elevate their business. We believe in the value of independent advisors. We believe in the value of life insurance and what life insurance does. And we believe that we can help advisors help their clients enjoy better lives and advisors enjoy better lives. And when we entered into this enterprise agreement, it was um, advisors that are seriously in the business, active in the business, are partnering with PPI, uh, advisors qualify where we, we believe that if it's a full, full on relationship with us, uh, that they're, uh, they're looking to us to help them, then they earn uh, access to Amplify. Not every advisor does it at PPI, um, but advisors that are in full relationships with us that want to grow their business, um, that are at a certain level of business with us, then they get Amplify. And again, like all of our services, it's at our expense, not the advisors. I think you're going to shake up the MGA world, you know, having them reinvent their value proposition because of the investments you've made into your technology stack. Uh, just to quickly revisit, maybe an unfair question, but I'd love your take on it. Uh, we talked about consolidation in the industry a little bit before, and I don't know if you saw the article in the Insurance Journal. It was actually right before a great article about LDA. Uh, but there were some critiques from those in the industry, some of the independent MGAs out there that this, you know, this acquisition of insurance of MGAs by insurance carriers would would be less valuable for consumers because they would lose their independence. Do you think that's true or? Well, I can speak from my experiences, if that's fair. Uh, so I've, I have, my, this is the um, second MGA that I've uh, been in a leadership role with. And um, both of them have been owned by a carrier for five, five plus years. Um, when carriers, my experience has been uh, they're not they're not buying this distribution to stop independent distribution, but rather to be able to invest in distribution. Um, I don't believe it takes away anything. Uh, I know that we still have uh, you know we're the top MGA with most of the prominent carriers or in the top four anyhow with most of the prominent carriers in Canada. And uh, I, I don't think that's a fair concern. Um, I would agree with you only because I see the stats of what everyone presents. So I know, in fact, that yeah. you know, it's not the case. But uh, I did see the comments and I wonder, you know, sort of the feedback on that side. You know, I, I think initially when it started happening, you kind of go, what does this mean? But here's the reality. I know at PPI how much we invest in our information uh, technology, security, marketing technology. I think I have 26 people 
in our IT area, and for another four people in our compliance area, that's a big investment. And I see carriers having higher expectations. As you know, they audit the MGA, and so they should. As regulators are looking, they want to know, are we protecting people's data? And where, if you can leverage that um, uh, experience or leverage the investments, I just think it's the way it's going to go. I don't believe it's the death, though, of of small, moderate MGAs. I just think it's going to have an impact on, you know, how they grow and they may become more neat. Yeah, I certainly see it driving more acquisition, but I agree with you. I don't see it as the death of independence of advisors. I think, you know, they all will still do what is right for the client or based on, you know, again, their analysis of the market. But um, yeah, yeah, I saw those comments and, and sort of, uh, you know, yeah. certainly the insurance carriers are always pushing down compliance and security. So it makes it harder for the smaller MGAs. Yeah. At the same time, you know, we really don't see that concentration. Yeah. Of- I think if you, if you, if PGI yeah, tried to push it from the carrier perspective, from a singular carrier perspective, you'd see an exodus of your independent advisors. So yeah. And you know what I think it means to support yeah. their basin. Absolutely. And we have to remember, most advisors, most advisors have three main carriers that they use consistently. Whoever those three are is irrelevant. Then they might have another one or two that are niche carriers where whatever the product solution is, there may be a niche carrier that offers that. So they have contracts. It's not that independent advisors, they may have a lot of contracts, but the reality is they tend to put the majority of their business with a few carriers plus niche. So I don't know why anybody would want to mess with that. That'd be silly, yeah. isn't it? Cut to business. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, by the way, it's also the right thing for the consumer though, right? It's the right thing to give a consumer options. Absolutely. So. Now, when we talk about data, MGAs and advisors have seemingly never been more connected. And uh, we at LDA have obviously, we had the advantage of peeking behind the curtain and seeing the behavior of advisors and how they're quoting, how often they quote. And um, Charlie, this might be better for you, but what changes have data insights provided the industry? And obviously now the need to have a connected environment for distribution partners, especially when it comes to having direct access to for advisors to have their block of business directly from the distribution level. You know, we definitely see just insurance companies out there thinking about even tech solutions like LDA as not being the same as importance as an MGA, but similar, right? We're a distribution network in the sense that, you know, what flows through our, our product gets out to the market. And if it's easier to do in our system, whether it's a quote, whether it's your enforced business coming to you automatically, we're starting to see them valuing that importance you know, of us as a distribution partner. Um, as we partner with organizations like PPI, you certainly notice that. I've gotten obviously more phone calls saying like, hey, I've heard about this Amplify saying, why am I not on there? How do I get my book of business to you faster? Right. And that's something that never happened in the old days. In the old days, we would bank and beg, please, yeah. please give us the fee. Yeah. And if you look at regular advisors out on their own without that support of the NGA, um, they can get an import of their block of business. They can go to the carrier and request it as a one-time. But 
you know, you're as an individual advisor, you're not getting a fee from 14 yeah. carriers out there. Yeah. You need a big player, a big distributor like PPI to help move that needle. So, yeah. you know, we really are seeing uh, that that shift of, uh, you know, sort of the, the data that feeds in, you know, sort of describes what's happening out there. Uh, but we're really being looked at as a, a valuable distribution partner because of how, uh, you know, organizations like PPI use the software and, and what it informs about, you know, how the product's being received. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think so Down overall, well, two years ago, we, we recognized that we needed a single source of truth for all of our data. And so we now have built out a team of four or five in our data analytics under our finance organization. Um, because we need to have a better idea of or a better view on what's working and maybe what isn't working. Um, you know, when we look at Amplify and the advisors that qualify to be on it, and they have a, like all of our advisors are aligned to a relationship manager, right? So regardless of who you are, you have a key relationship manager at PPI. And that relationship manager is the coach to help you identify in your block of business opportunities. What Amplify has done for us, because that entire block is in there and it's refreshed different cycles depending on which carrier, but it's pretty well up to date on a, a monthly, weekly, quarter for week. Mostly yeah. weekly now. Uh, monthly, but. A few monthly, okay. But mostly. So we've got advisors with fresh data every week and new opportunities that are being surfaced to them. And they have their primary relationship, a director or a business development manager or a digital sales. And that coach is saying, hey, you know, hey, let's sit down with Charlie and let's look at your opportunities this week to grow your business. And they're all business people, right? They're independent business people that have a coach. And then the coach, we got the tool. And when you marry those together, um, you know, it's that old saying, mindset, skill set, tool set. Mindset of wanting to learn new technologies and being willing and able to do so. The tool set, well, we've got a number in our stratosphere. Amplify being one of them that we've put a lot of emphasis on. And then, of course, the skill set on how do I use it, which is where the digital team comes in. So I, I we put a big emphasis on understanding kind of the, the a policy life cycle, mm. as opposed to just you know. Um, I think that the industry, whether it's fair or not, kind of in 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 the day was accused of kind of a sell and forget yeah. mentality. So you sell a policy, and hopefully, you know you have a good good advisor and, and you get engaged throughout the life of that policy. Yeah. We've tried to automate, to, you know, as much of that as, as possible to create those opportunities yeah. that you're talking about, to create triggers because of a, if an advisor has 200, 500, 1,000 clients or, or book a business with, yeah. with that many clients, it's impossible for them to, mm. you know, to remember all the, all the triggers. So that's where we're investing in, in the technology, the data analytics can really yeah. bubble those opportunities to the surface. Maybe it's a real opportunity. Maybe it's maybe it's not. But it's it's, it's a trigger yeah. to re-engage with with your with your client. Yeah, you know, I I get my notifications and I still have to figure out how to shut it off. I guess I need some digital sales help. But right. uh, but you know what? The fact that in the morning I get a notification that there are this many opportunities, like you say, make money while you sleep. But what it's actually doing is. Um, I know it's not a CRM, it's not, it's a policy management tool. But for some advisors that haven't invested even in a basic CRM, 
it does an okay job to help them identify and bring awareness to, I have something happening in this client's life that I should reach out and see if I can be of service right now. And again, for us on the larger scale, because of our unassigned policies, well, it's starting to raise those opportunities that help us identify who do we send a letter to now so that we can make sure that client gets introduced to a professional, accredited, experienced advisor. And again, we don't have to compete. We don't want to compete. We don't want to sell. We want our advisors to build their businesses. Our job is to elevate our advisors, period. Awesome. Okay. And I think that's a wrap. Um, Thank you very much, Charlie and Barry, and of course, Kathy, for joining us today. It's been a wonderful time. PPI has been a great partner with, uh, with LDA, and we just started the journey. It has a core to the future. We've got some really great things coming out. We do. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate the opportunity. With the warm weather finally starting to settle in, I know that much like many of you, I am starting to look forward to evenings around a campfire up at the lake. But just because you're away from your office doesn't mean your insurance practice can't still be working for you while you're away. LDA Lead Gen turns your website into a lead generation machine, transforming web traffic into potential leads by allowing visitors to enter their information in a basic needs analysis form and producing a fully branded LDA report showcasing various insurance options that fit their needs and for only $20 a month. To learn more, visit www.lifedesignanalysis.com forward slash lead dash gen. That's L-E-A-D dash G-E-N. Or contact us to see a demo of LDA lead gen in action today. And that's a wrap for today's episode of Policy Pod by LDA. I want to extend a huge thank you to our guests, Kathy Hiscott, Barry Crowther, and Charlie Conron for sharing their insights on digital transformation at the MGA level. Before we go, I want to remind you that if you want to experience the benefits of LDA for yourself, you can try it free for 15 days by heading to www.lifedesignanalysis.com forward slash sign dash up. That's S-I-G-N dash U-P. And if you want to stay updated on all our latest content and events, be sure to follow us on YouTube at Life Design Analysis and join our LinkedIn group, PolicyPod by LDA. We've created this space specifically for insurance professionals like you to come together and support each other as we navigate the exciting and ever-changing world of digital transformation in life insurance. Thank you again for tuning in. Can't wait to continue this conversation with you in our next episode of PolicyPod by LDA.